Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell-bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. Five-hour energy. Energy for hunkering down. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. 10 4. Nice tonight. We'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Keselowski trying to bull jam his way. I don't know how to summarize it any better that, you know, a driver's home track where his family and friends are all present just feels like a bigger event. Here comes Harvick up the gun and the team. I am looking forward to Michigan, and I'm, I'm honestly looking more towards Saturday than I am Sunday just because of those rules um, and, and being in the, in the race and, and just trying to understand what's right and what's wrong. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our string. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live. Mike Bagley here, back in the saddle, along with the rest of the MRN crew for another edition of NASCAR Live. So glad you're with us. And a special thanks to Steve Post for hopping in at the last minute, a little under the weather last week. But we are locked and loaded and ready for action. On this week's show, we're going to talk with Kyle Larson. He had a strong run over the weekend at Pocono Raceway in the Pocono 400. And we're headed off to Michigan where he has won the last three races. We'll talk with Kyle. We'll pick his brain about Pocono and Michigan this weekend. We will part two our face-to-face conversation with Ryan Blaney. Lots of great content there. He and Kim Kuhn sat down recently. We'll let you hear some more of that. We've got some of the best in-car audio from this past weekend's Pocono 400 with this week's NASCAR Live Backtracks. NASCAR Xfinity Series driver Daniel Hemrick will join us on today's show. He'll talk about his third-place run over the weekend in Pocono and running the new aerodynamic package at Michigan in this Saturday's LTI Printing 250. We're going to look back 25 years ago this weekend at Michigan about an incident between Mark Martin and Dale Earnhardt. Plus, we've got this week in NASCAR history and a preview of this week's Fire Keepers Casino 400 and a whole lot more. But before we get to all that, Kyle Ricky is standing by with the very latest in NASCAR news. Kyle, what do you have? Mike, GMS Racing has announced that Alex Bowman will fill the seat of the number 23 Xfinity Series car in two upcoming races, with the first this weekend at Michigan International Speedway. Bowman will then return to the car for a second event next month in Kentucky. And while the Xfinity Series and Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series teams are in Michigan this weekend, the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series will be back on track at Texas Motor Speedway on Friday night, a track reconfigured last year, and according to the series' most recent winner, Johnny Sauter, drives completely different. <laughs> it's, it's night and day. So, um, you know, you used to be able to run wide open there for quite a while with the old configuration, and now you, you're lucky if you can even do it qualifying with the way turn one and two is. So, you know, it's fun, though. I, I like you know, having to lift and, and drive a little bit. Our airtime is set for 8.30 p.m. Eastern time Friday night in Texas. Mike. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up next, we'll hear some of the best in-car audio from the Pocono 400. And later, Ryan Blaney joins us. 
Hey, it's Courtney Force, driver of the Advanced Auto Parts Chevy Camaro SS Funny Car. Whenever my team prepares our funny car for the next run, we're always thinking ahead, and so should you with Advanced Auto Parts. Come in today and have your battery, starter, and alternator checked for free. There's never any charge for battery installation with purchase, and Speed Perks members earn up to $20 in rewards. Visit Advanced Auto Parts or any participating CarQuest Auto Parts today. Think ahead. Think Advance. See store for details. Services available on most vehicles at most locations. Grunt style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt style, and this we'll defend. Get yours at gruntstyle.com. We've got a NASCAR Live Backtracks coming up next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. It's hard to argue that Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, and Martin Truex Jr. will all be major contenders in this year's championship chase. And all three drivers were a major factor in Sunday's Pocono 400. For some of the best in-car audio, here it is. It's this week's NASCAR Live Backtracks. Welcome back to Pocono and the Pocono Raceway, getting ready for the Pocono 400. The defending race winner is going to start this race from the pole, Ryan Blaney. Yes, good job on Friday getting us up front here. Got us a good pit stall. Got a good car. Let us know what you need. Talk to us, wave at us, whatever you got to do. Made that work before, so let us know what you need. Keep it up front. We'll see you at the end. The last. A few weeks have been pretty rough, but we got a great team, great cars. Uh, got to get on a roll here, so no better place to start than today. Just like that, we come back to Pocono. The green flag is in the air, and we are ready to begin the second half of the regular season. Here comes Truex, peeking down to the inside, tries to draw even, may get up alongside. Kyle Busch may make that a three-way battle. You got Logano five off, then 20 back behind him. The 12 is slower than all of us. Once the 12 gets out of the way, it's going to spread out. Good battle for the lead between Harvick and Truex, while Kyle Busch is three seconds back. I don't know what we did to it, but we killed it, man. It's all on the right rear right now. Anytime I get the thing to travel over on the right front and load up the right front, it just shatters the right rear tire. It's, I don't know what the f*** happened. It's a jump. Joey Logano, by the way, now is reporting a vibration on board that car. He flashes across the start-finish line right now. Got a vibration here. that left and saw, I noticed it. What happened to Truex? He will restart Joe as the stage winner after the pit stops back at 14. The motor's been pretty good. Had a little trouble on the pits there, so it's going to be a challenge from here, but... We'll, uh, we'll do what we always do. We'll fight back and fight hard and uh, see what you make of it. Martin Truex Jr. As this run goes on, Truex continues to climb the leaderboard. These little bastards keep blocking you. They're going to see something happen. 10 I'm with you. Ryan Blaney just now pulling away. When he came in, he had to back up a little bit. Back him up. You're good. You're good. You're good. Sorry about that. Uh, it's okay. It was probably didn't have to back you up. I think you're all right, but it looked like it was close. Not bad. I'm Screwed that all up. All good. Long way to go here. Yeah, for reference, you were good. I should have said back up. I don't know if you backed up because of me here because you thought you were, but my bad on that, so you were still okay. Martin Truex Jr., but is there a problem? Can you get them all tight? 
We think so, but we'll be ready if you don't think so. I got a slight vibration and my brake pedal is up. That's four. They say they're good. Just easy on the brakes, I guess. Boy, Kyle Larson just ran right over the back end of Derek Cope to turn him around and put us under the caution flag. Yellow's up. Yellow's up. Save fuel. My, uh, my nose should be fine. I barely, barely got him. How hard did you hit him there? Did you even check out the right front? I didn't get him with the right front. I got him like the center of the nose. Step four. Yes, now we see the caution out for debris in turn number one. Piece of debris. One lane up, turn one. Just watch out for it. One back in line, nine. Windshield, the debris did. There's big debris in one. Yeah, 10 4. I saw you creaming. Five back, two on the bottom. Yellow's out, debris. Yellow's out, debris. I guess it took three cars to hit it before they wanted to wave it. Usually you think of Martin Truex's home track as being Dover. He said the other day his second home track is Pocono. And today, for the second time in his career, he will win at Pocono Raceway in the Pocono 400. Come on, champ. Bring her on down here to the line. Checkered flag, Martin Truex Jr. Good job, boys. Way to do it. Hell yeah, buddy! Hell yeah, man. Awesome call, call. Good job, guys. Thank you, man. That thing was hot rod out front. Holy cow. Awesome job, Martin. I sure hope they got a lot of angling in victory lane. We're going to drink it all. Hell yeah, buddy. Martin Truex Jr., Cole Pern, Joe Garoni, Barney Visser, the entire Furniture Row Racing crew, scoring their second win of 2018 in the Pocono 400. That, my friends, is this week's NASCAR Live Backtracks. Coming up, we're going face-to-face with Ryan Blaney, and later, we're going back 25 years to an incident at Michigan International Speedway. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. Things happen fast in racing, and if you don't know where to look, you can miss it all. With Legend from Racing Electronics, you'll never miss another moment. Legend gives you live fan vision video, in-car cameras, and stats at NASCAR and other Premier Series events. And the next-generation race scanner for unfiltered driver and crew audio at any motorsports event nationwide. NASCAR fans have never been closer to the action. Welcome to the future of the fan experience. Learn more by visiting racingelectronics.com. We've got part two of our conversation with Ryan Blaney next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Last week, we heard an exclusive interview between Kim Kuhn and Ryan Blaney. Here's the second half of that conversation with this week's NASCAR Live face-to-face interview. When you look at the field of cup drivers, you seem to be one of the drivers that's got a lot of personality, at least one of the drivers that shares that personality with the fans, be it your love of music, your love of movies, you're a huge Star Wars fan. How do you think that's helped you connect with maybe people that weren't fans of NASCAR before? Yeah, I think, you know, that that helps um, when you can relate to the fan. I think that's what any fan wants is, is, is just to see who you are genuinely. And, um, you know, if they like you or not, I, uh, that's something I've always tried to tried to do. Just not be someone you're not. I think that's that's not even in you know, relating to fans or anything. It's just kind of mm-hmm. anybody. And uh, yeah, I, I think you know some drivers are, are more 
you know, want to be a little bit more private than others, and, and that's something I've never really, uh, uh, I've, you know, I don't look down on it by any means, but I think the more you can relate to your, to your fan and just show that you're a, a person and not a robot driving a race car, it's, uh, it's, um, it's good. So I just say just be yourself, and how much of that you want to share or not, I get it if you don't want to share it, but uh, I, I'm becoming more open as a person as you get older. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're younger, when I was younger, I, I didn't talk to anybody or, or uh, I was very kind of by myself and uh i get you know you get more comfortable people honestly i'm kind of more comfortable talking to strangers uh, you know fans Mm -hmm. than sometimes talking to you know when we have lunch-ins at penske getting up on stage and talking you just get nervous so i don't know why that is but um no i think it's great and you know the fans have been been great back to me and being very supportive which is uh which always makes you feel good you get to do a lot of cool things outside of drive a race car. Um, a lot of stuff on the in- entertainment side. What's the coolest thing so far in your kind of book of awesomeness that you've got to do? Uh, yeah, there's been a lot that, um, you know, doing NASCAR has opened up doors for. And, you know, honestly, obviously NASCAR is our job and it's what we, it's our number one. But just getting to do all this other stuff is just a product of it. And um, I've got to do a lot of cool things from, I was a big fan of the original Cars movie as a kid. And, I uh, got to be a little voiceover in one, then Cars 3, which was very, very cool. Um, you know, you always enjoy doing something that when you're an adult that you enjoyed as a kid. And uh, so that was great. Going to, you know, a Star Wars premiere and, and uh, the Infinity War premiere for Marvel, that was that was very, very special just because I've been a fan of those movies ever since I was, you know, you know 13 years old. And um, I feel like that was uh, that was very cool to do and, you know, couple tv shows and movies we've had little spots in it's just different you know Mm -hmm. i I enjoy doing different things and um i think that's that's been really fun to go do but it's just all thanks to no nascar's let me go do all this stuff and um i can't thank those other people enough for for letting me go do it but uh yeah i think the movie premieres have been very very cool you get to kind of see everything of how it works and uh just how big they are i I think in the the show they put on with it um it's cool and to get to see the movie before mm-hmm. anyone else does i think that's cool but at the same time you have to be really careful not to say anything to anybody no you know you can't spoil it for anybody because it's a few days before it comes out in theaters so that um that's tough but it's uh, it's worth it nascar is a pretty grueling schedule but we've got an off weekend coming up in two weeks what do you have planned yes yeah, so we don't get many off weekends a year uh, you know we get three and um this is our second one and uh, me and some buddies are going to actually go to ireland um my uh, my little sister is actually she's living there for two months and uh, she's has an internship over there so she's uh, she's been over there for two weeks now mm-hmm. and she's loving every minute of it she sends me pictures all the time and uh, so I can't wait I went to Dublin last year for I think only three days two or three days um, and it was it was so so great an amazing country and people there are super nice and um, just the history behind uh, behind Ireland is very cool so we only went to Dublin there you know Dublin's kind of a a city city area and um i think we're gonna go outside the city and kind of go north a little bit so we're, we're gonna be there for a week so i'm excited oh, to wow. to go and, and be able to drive around travel mm-hmm. and uh and really enjoy do they know, drive around the, on the other side of the road like they do they in do. england yeah other did you drive when you were... and it's and it's right hand did you drive when you were there yeah. last time yeah. is it weird um it's different it's 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 very different roundabouts really mess you up <laughs> roundabouts so are crazy left yeah. Like yeah. clockwise instead of counterclockwise. Yeah. yeah, they'll mess you up pretty quick. But uh, no, I'm excited. We have a car all week. I'm excited to do a lot of driving when it's the opposite. <laughs> you know, it, it's just different. And uh, but no, we're we're gonna go up to uh, we're going to Dublin for a few days, and then uh, Galway, which is pretty nice, and then uh, Killarney, 
which I've never been to, but I've heard great things. But just little towns and on kind of countrysides, it should be fun. We haven't even booked hotels, so I think just we're just going to find by one the, when yeah. we get one. Or by the Airbnb or something, yeah. That's Ryan Blaney and our Kim Kuhn on this week's NASCAR Live face-to-face interview. Coming up, we'll have a social media minute. We'll have an interesting story about Mark Martin and Dale Earnhardt that happened 25 years ago at Michigan. And later, Kyle Larson will join us to preview this weekend's Firekeepers Casino 400. This tax season, AutoZone has everything your car needs. And now those parts and supplies come with more savings when you sign up for the AutoZone Rewards Program. You'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend 20 bucks or more five times in one year. One more way to get more done. Protect your engine from wear while protecting your wallet with great deals on oil change supplies from AutoZone. Visit any of our 5,000 locations nationwide and let's get you what you need. Learn more about AutoZone Rewards at AutoZone.com rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Welcome back to Sports View. Today's topic, who's the greatest of all time? For my money, it's Progressive's home and auto bundle. It literally saves you money. Gentlemen, your thoughts. Look, it's simple. I've said it before Points and I'll say it again. And if all the heroes take away the zeros and what you got, no, one big trophy of me saying no I told you so. I disagree. Thanks, fellas. Took the words right out of my mouth. There's really no debate. Progressive's home and auto bundle is a winning combination. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Folks, we've got a tremendously busy weekend of racing here for you on MRN. Our coverage starts Friday with practice for the Firekeepers Casino 400. If you tune in to MRN.com, you'll hear it at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, followed by pole qualifying for the Cup Cars at Michigan. That is at 4 p.m. Eastern Friday afternoon. Friday night, we're going to follow the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series to Texas Motor Speedway. Live coverage of the Rattlesnake 400 begins at 8.30 Eastern. Saturday, we're back with a couple of practices at 9 and noon on MRN.com. Plus, we'll be with the NASCAR Xfinity Series in the LTI Printing 250. Live coverage of the LTI Printing 250 takes uh, green at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And then, of course, on Sunday, it'll be the Firekeepers Casino 400 for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. Join us at 1 p.m. Eastern. What's the latest buzz in NASCAR? We're going to find out in a moment with our social media minute. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thank you for spending time with us on this week's NASCAR Live. Kim Kuhn is here now with all the latest in social media. Kim, what are you seeing this week? Well, Mike, I know we just celebrated Memorial Day weekend, but it's already time to start talking about Labor Day weekend because summer is going to fly by and it's going to be Bojangles Southern 500 weekend before we know it, which means NASCAR throwback. And the fans get excited to see all of the throwback paint schemes that weekend at Darlington. And Chimp Ganassi Racing is actually doing something very cool for the fans. If you go to Kyle Larson's Twitter, at Kyle Larson Racing, he said, Hey fans, I want to see what you've got for hashtag NASCAR throwback ideas for the hashtag Bojangles Southern 500. Share your best old school ideas for the DC Solar Chevy using hashtag Team Larson by Monday, June 11th at midnight. Make sure to include a photo of the original car. Don't let me down. And he used a fingers crossed emoji. So they're letting fans help decide what the NASCAR throwback theme for Kyle's car is going to be. I think this is a great idea, a great way to get fans involved. And I got to tell you, I started looking at some of the responses to Kyle's tweet, and fans have got some pretty good ideas. Not only that, 
drivers have started to chime in and industry people alike. I saw where Dale Jr. had a response. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You're going to have to go to Kyle's tweet and see what Dale Jr.'s thoughts were on what Kyle Larson's throwback should be. But just a really cool way, again, to get fans involved on such a big weekend. Before we go, though, I do want to give a quick shout out to Kyle Petty and his wife, Morgan. They recently welcomed a new baby boy, Overton Owens Petty. Richard Petty Motorsports tweeted about it with a adorable photo of the little guy. So congratulations to them. We're very excited and happy for you. But we're headed to the Irish Hills of Michigan this weekend, and we'll have everything covered for you on Twitter at MRN Radio. If you're going to tweet us, use that hashtag AskMRN. Thank you, Kimmy. Folks, if you've not had a chance to check out our website, MRN.com, you should check it out. We have great stories as well as original programs and podcasts. Our most recent podcast is about the 1993 Cup season. It's a 10-part series that covers amazing stories from drivers and crew chiefs that were there. One of those stories happened 25 years ago this weekend at Michigan between Dale Earnhardt and Mark Martin. For the last couple of weeks, there have been a lot of cars have been torn up in practice and during the race, where they didn't even wait till race time this time. Dale Earnhardt and Mark Martin had a problem here yesterday, got together in one of the corners, tore up both their cars. Dale was a, was, was a gamey guy. He liked messing with people, and he had a lot of respect for me. But I think that we were really showing a lot of strength that year, and he was probably bored. And before Michigan, uh, you know, several races before Michigan, uh, he had decided, we'll see how much he'll take. So Dale would go out and, you know, here again, it's all about air on the right rear. And people don't think that, you know, people didn't talk about that in 93. I knew about it because I was running cars, I was making downforce and I was running cars free on mile and a half racetracks. So I knew I knew about this phenomenon all the way back in 93. And Dale, he would wait for me in practice. And when when he would then when I'd catch him, he'd go. And he'd get on the outside of me and he'd just hang there. You know, and it would piss me off because I just wanted to be left alone. When I went out and practiced, I did not want to run with anybody. I wanted to run on clean racetrack because I'm not talking about Daytona Talladega, I'm talking about everywhere else. Because I wanted to set my car up and focus on one thing, my car turning in the middle of the corner and making it the best it could be. Because if I did that, when you put it in a pack of cars, it would still be better than it would have been if I'd have not done that. Or if I'd have practiced in a pack of cars when it was like a swarm of bees. So I work, I liked to work on my race car and set it up for the race, running by myself. He knew it. And he also knew that when he got on the outside of me, that it was hard for me. And he wanted to put me in a crippled position and just dig me. And so, you know, week in and week out, he did this. You know, and I'm out in practice on Michigan, minding my own dang business, and here he is waiting on me. And he just wanted to you know, cause it's gonna be worse at Michigan because it's two miles and flat. And he just wants to do that stuff. So I'm like, okay, dog, let me switch the table on you. And I got on the outside of him. Well, he been doing it to me all these weeks and I ain't never, you know, lost it. I ain't never got into anything. 
Well, he wipes us out. And it pissed me off because that's Dale Earnhardt. Now, he knows better than that, and he's better than that. And he tore up my fastest race car. Yeah, I was thrilled with my race car, and he tore it up because he's pig-headed. He shouldn't have even been messing with me in the first place, and so I flipped the script on him, and what does he do? Wipe us out. I, every other week, I just, you know, I'd back off and let him mess with me and struggle with my car loose on the inside, whatever. And so, yeah, I was mad. I was mad. I was real mad. And then we went the next week, I think we went to Loudon, and he waited for me. And I seen him in practice. There he is up there. He's waiting on me. And it's like, now, as soon as I caught him, I just put, I put it to him. And, uh, you know, I didn't wreck him, but I put it to him because I'm done. And I heard from a reliable source that he stepped out of the car, come in off the racetrack, step out of the car and grinned and said, I think Mark's had enough. There's so much more of that story as well as others on our podcast. MRN presents the 1993 season 25 years later. You can download it for free on MRN.com and on iTunes. Coming up next, Kyle Larson will join us, and later, we'll look back on the events of this week in NASCAR history. Hey, it's Courtney Force, driver of the Advanced Auto Parts Chevy Camaro SS Funny Car. Whenever my team prepares our funny car for the next run, we're always thinking ahead, and so should you with Advanced Auto Parts. Come in today and have your battery, starter, and alternator checked for free. There's never any charge for battery installation with purchase, and Speed Perks members earn up to $20 in rewards. Visit Advanced Auto Parts or any participating CarQuest Auto Parts today. Think ahead. Think advance. See store for details. Services available on most vehicles at most locations. In a sport driven by acceleration, we're shifting gears to do more to help preserve our environment, driving the sport towards greater reforestation efforts, speeding up our recycling programs, racing greener with Sunoco Green E15, a cleaner blended biofuel. Because if we all shift gears to help the environment, we can keep racing for so much longer. To learn more about how NASCAR is shifting towards a greener future, visit nascar.com green today. Kyle Larson is up next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to this week's edition of NASCAR Live. More coming up, but right now we take a trip to the hotline, bring in the driver that finished second in the Pocono 400 Sunday at Pocono Raceway. Kyle Larson is back on NASCAR Live. Kyle, welcome back to the program. How are things for you this week so far? Hey, going good. Uh, was going to go to the golf course with Owen, but I forgot it's closed on Mondays. So <laughs> we're back at home and uh, watching a movie. Well, let's talk about Sunday. Let's talk about the Pocono <laughs> 400. Man, you had a consistent presence up front, I guess midway point on, and you were giving them a run for the money there. Walk us through the Pocono 400 from where you sat on Sunday. Uh, yeah, it was um, it was an okay race. I, you know, I felt like my restarts kind of, not really saved our day, but helped our day. Yeah, I would pass a couple cars, it seemed like, each restart, and then kind of maintain there, and then give a couple spots back up there at the end of the runs. And um, then there late, we stayed out. Uh, I think there was four of us guys that stayed out. And then um, was able to get to second and, and, you know, maintain second on those last couple restarts. So I uh, was happy to finish second yesterday because I felt like we you know, didn't run. We definitely weren't that good uh or good enough to run second just off pure speed but yeah it was good so 
we just got to continue to work hard to try and make our stuff better, and hopefully we can get closer to a win. I was going to say, it seems like you're making strides in the speed department, perhaps maybe a little slower than what you and the rest of the crew would like, but it seems like from where we're watching, things are headed in the right direction. you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. Um, I feel like we're inching our way to getting better, contending with those kind of front three guys, the 4, the 18, and the 78. Um, yeah, I feel like we're, you know, everybody's a step behind them, but we're we're kind of maybe the next best compared to them. Uh, at least on a mile and a half and stuff. So we just, like I said, just keep working hard and trying to learn as much as we can each and every weekend and throughout the week at the race shop to, to try and get on their level. You talked about a little strategy. You talked about how things played out at the end of the Pocono race. It seems like stage racing has changed the strategy game at Pocono. At one point, I think we had, I think we had you guys uh, meeting the field in total on like four or five different pitting strategies and, and the like. Would you... Would you agree with that, that strategy now is a new ball game at Pocono? Uh, I think strategy's always been, you know, the ball game, I guess, at, at Pocono. In a way, maybe maybe it's a little less important, I guess, now. I, I don't know. But I feel like you know, now that you expect the cautions uh, or, you know, the stage breaks, um, you can plan for that a little bit better. So I felt like there was maybe even more strategy before we knew, you know, when the cautions were going to come out. And I think you know, that's when you could kind of see different strategies work out where um, it seemed like everybody would kind of, I don't know, end up towards the same strategy at the end of the race. How much do you play into that, that strategy ball game? Not necessarily in the middle of the race, but do you and Chad talk about strategies and, and, and what could possibly be available to you guys under the right circumstance? Uh, yeah, we, we have our pre-race meetings, um, every week and kind of go over, you know, that kind of stuff. And we have like a, we kind of have a plan before the race starts, but you know, I, that, that doesn't really shake out all the time. But, um, honestly, I mean, when I'm out there racing, I'm not really thinking about what lap we're on or, or closing up to, to, you know, get ready for pitting. I just, I just pit when they, when they call me down pit road, and, uh, trying to hit my marks on, on, you know, my box <laughs> chatting with Kyle Larson second over the weekend in the Pocono 400. And with all that being said, the conversation has been of late about how the Camaro teams, the Chevrolet teams are regrouping and, and gathering, making progress here. You no doubt are leading that, that Chevy charge. Where is the development of this Camaro that rolled out in Daytona and speed weeks in February and a lot of work's been going into making that car better. Where would you assess the development of that Camaro effort is right now? Well, I feel like the 42 team's been pretty good all year long. Um, I would say the last couple of weeks, it's definitely seemed like the uh, other Chevy guys have gotten quite a bit better. Um, you know, the Hendrick cars for sure. You know, the RCR cars as well. Um, you know, Jamie's been running a lot better the last couple of weeks. He was really fast at Charlotte. And felt like he was really fast too. Yesterday he just had seemed like some bad luck. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think the Chevy camp as a whole is getting faster. Um, I don't really know if if I've seen us getting much faster, but I think that's because we've been pretty fast all year long. Is this a collaborative effort as far as the Chevy teams working together? Do you work solo, giving feedback to the? folks at Chevy how is all this working as far as just making sure that the Chevrolet product is as competitive as it can possibly be uh 
I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't really know if I could give you like a, a full-blown answer on that because I don't really pay attention really. Um, I know between the one and the 42 team, uh, you know, we were really hard together and very closely together to try and make each of our race cars faster and faster every week. You know, I don't think I, – I, I mean, I know for sure that we don't work with, you know, the RCR guys at all. Um, and then, you know, when it comes to the Hendrick side of things, uh, they build our engines and stuff. So, you know, we work together on that stuff. But as far as the car and, and body and all that, I think that's more of a in-shop kind of deal. We're headed off to Michigan this weekend, a place where you have had a lot of success. You've won the last three races. Uh, before that, you were third. So the last four outings have been pretty good to you after this repave here in 2012. What are you looking forward this weekend? Uh, a lot of folks are pointing to you to maintain that those winning ways, those competitive ways at Michigan. What do you think you got for them this weekend in the Firekeepers Casino 400? Yeah, I mean, I, you don't really know until you get there. But, yeah, we've got you know, a lot of uh, confidence going back to Michigan. It's a place where, like you said, we've won the last three races now. And, you know, a place I think that our team has had figured out, really, since you know, I started Racing Cup. You know, I feel like we we were always pretty good at Michigan. Even the years where we struggled, we could go to Michigan and be be pretty fast. So I'm excited to get there. Uh, you know, it'd be nice it'd be a nice place to get our first win of the season and yeah, maybe maybe build some momentum for the rest of the year too. Whenever we talk about repaves, we always talk about how you lose a lot of the raceability of the racetrack. You're you're back confined to being at the bottom of the racetrack, then eventually the groove widens out and it gets wider and wider. Based upon your recollection when you were there last year what is the status of that? Is that track starting to widen out a little bit? Uh, I feel like, you know, most tracks, you know, you do get that where after a few years it starts to widen out. But for some reason to me, Michigan feels like it's gone the other way and gotten kind of worse, really, you know, and harder, harder to pass, more single file, more grip even. So I don't know why that is. But I, I remember in 2014, I ran my first uh, cup race there. And, you know, we could work the outside at three and four, I mean, not the very top, but higher than we are now. And same with one and two. Yeah, we could run a little bit uh, higher of a lane. So now I feel like it's one and two is definitely one lane. You know, kind of uh, a lane up off the bottom. And then three and four, you can move around a little bit, but you can't really get much higher than, than above the uh, bottom seam. So, yeah, I, I hope eventually it wears out and it can get to be like how old Michigan was. I never got the race there, but – it looked, you know, like a track that I would have enjoyed. You know, it looked like the wall, running the wall was, you know, the fastest way around there. So I, I wish someday, hopefully in, in the not-too-distant future, we could uh, be running the wall at Michigan. You know, speaking of, of moving around and, and trying new things, uh, the Xfinity Series, when they race on Saturday in the LTI Printing 250, they're going to they're gonna use that, that new and I'm using air quotes here, aerodynamic package that was run at Indy last weekend at Pocono, and, of course, the package that you ran in the All-Star race. And there's been talk of that perhaps maybe we could see that again in the Cup Series coming up. You a fan of that? What are your thoughts on trying that aero package out in a points-paying race, perhaps maybe before the playoffs begin? Uh, I don't know. I think you – I still think there needs to be quite a bit of work done to it. Yeah, I think at Pocono you can look at the Xfinity race and – I don't think it did anything to help the racing there, but you know they're they're out of the gas a lot more, you know, Pocono than they will be at Michigan. You know, Michigan they'll probably be 
with the normal package, Xfinity cars are pretty close to wide open. So I would assume, you know, with this, they'll be definitely wide open. You know, the draft and all that will play more of a factor. As far as the Cup Series goes, I think the All-Star race was was a good uh, race for the package that we had because, you know, we were only doing your 20-lap segments and stuff. And you know, I felt like at the ends of those 20 laps, it was getting ready to be spread out and even harder to pass. So I'd be, I did, I would just be afraid if we took it to a regular race and you know everybody's expectations that oh the racing's gonna be just like the All Star race and really exciting and lots of passing and whatever. I, I think when we get you know 50 laps into a run, it's gonna be strung out and you know a lot worse racing than what we have right now. Which I don't think the racing that we have right now is bad at all. You know I think. It's as competitive as it's ever been. The racing's, you know, maybe maybe not yesterday, but the racing's been really good uh, all year long. And we'll see what happens and when and if that does happen. You can always follow along at MRN.com. Appreciate the time. Congrats on the runner-up finish over the weekend there uh, at Pocono. And all the best in trying for your fourth consecutive win at Michigan coming up on Sunday. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you, Kyle. That's Kyle Larson trying to make it four in a row this weekend at Michigan. Coming up next, we'll talk with Daniel Hemrick of the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and later we'll go back in time with this week in NASCAR history. I'm not blooming good. I'm blooming great. Put a shrimp on the barbie and sizzle my steak. Woo! I want that onion to bloom and it get in my senses like a sonic boom. No rules just right. So cold, so nice. And I'm so, so what it's all about Kyle Petty here. My friends at Click and Close, the official mortgage provider of NASCAR, have stepped up this year to support Victory Junction through the fastest lap of the race program on NASCAR radio. So join our team. Go to clickandclose.com slash NASCAR today to donate $43 or more and help us give the gift of camp to children with serious medical conditions. That's clickandclose.com slash NASCAR. And just look for the Victory Junction logo. Thanks to Click and Close and NASCAR Radio for their support this season. NASCAR Xfinity Series driver Daniel Hemrick joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. We're headed to the Irish Hills of Michigan this weekend. Hope you can be there. But if not, you can catch all the action right here on the Motor Racing Network. This past weekend, we were in the Pocono Mountains of Pennsylvania. Saturday, the NASCAR Xfinity Series ran the Pocono Green 250. Daniel Hemrick brought his car home to a third-place finish, and he joins us right now to talk about that and more. Daniel, welcome back to NASCAR Live. Congrats on the top five over the weekend in, in the Poconos. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, thanks again for having me. Uh, it was definitely a, a solid weekend on the performance side as far as finishing, but it didn't come without hurdles, and I, I was proud of how we overcame a lot of the, the things that were thrown at us uh, in order to get a good finish, and that's uh, it's huge this time of year they'll do that as a race team, so I was proud of the effort. What did you have to overcome this past weekend? You know, you know, it really started off, uh, you know, in, in practice. Um, all of our all of our cars here at RCR, you know, we, we hit the racetrack real hard unloading. We kind of missed some of our simulation stuff, you know, with with the package we had, and that kind of puts you in a little bit of a down downhill spiral because uh, you know you only get your, your two forty five or fifty minute practices, and I think we finally got them off the racetrack with about ten or fifteen minutes to go in the first practice, and they kind of gave up that whole first run and. 
throughout the day, it was all about trying to play catch up and uh, didn't qualify as well as we wanted to uh, as a whole. But um, the, the good thing was Danny Stockman, especially on our 21 Southwick Hotel Casino Chevrolet, that he got me tuned up and kept freeing me up and freeing me up as the race went. And, um, you know, really by the end, you know, we lined up there about halfway after stage two and found that, you know, once we had clean air, that we really had pretty good speed in our car. So, um, it makes me hopeful as, as we go to Michigan this coming week that uh, we finally got our, our, you know, our heads wrapped around of, of where to unload and, and how to how to attack practice and do it efficiently, you know, as a whole. And uh, like I said, it's easy it's easy to for tension to get really really high when you get into situations like that. Um, but I was proud of how everybody responded and and moved on to the task at hand, and that's what gave us a good day. You know what's interesting to hear you talk about what you went through over the weekend in 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 the Poconos it. It sounds like that when you go through situations like that, it makes the team stronger and you're better for having gone through it. Would you agree with that assessment? And are those the kind of things that you need to to really get everybody on the same page and elevate the performance of this race team? Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, that kind of uh, takes me back to the middle of the race the other day. Um, you know, we were in a situation where we get a couple of spots and, and next thing you know, I, I try to pull out to make a move and nobody go with me. Next thing you know, we lose, you know, I worked my tail off the past one, I lose five. So uh, I, I came on the radio under caution, and uh, or Danny Stockman came on the radio and says, man, they said, you can't catch a break, huh? And uh, I, I keyed back up to him and told him, I said, hey, man, all this stuff is going to make us stronger. He said, I'm strong enough. So it's, uh, it, it was funny because, you know, we've definitely been through a lot, not only this year, but last year we overcame a ton of stuff uh, to put ourselves in contention in the race for a championship. And proud to be back with these guys. You know, they have some of the most hard out of any, any race that I've ever been a part of. And, that's a it's very special when you're right. Uh, all the all those moments where you have to overcome things. Uh, Stockton says he's strong enough, but hey, it's definitely making us stronger each time we have to overcome some kind of obstacle like we did this weekend. And um, he never disappoints. He always he always uh, rises up beside the rest of our guys. And it is cool to be a part of a group like that. That um, you know everybody just loves racing and, and so competitive that um, they know they know the variables and stuff that goes into each and every weekend. And, um, whether they like to admit it or not, they are really good at, at uh, you know, overcoming that stuff, and that's a really good strong suit for us. And, of course, this past weekend, you ran an aerodynamic package that the Xfinity Series ran at Indianapolis last year, and the Cup Series ran in the All-Star Race at Charlotte. How much did that new aerodynamic package complicate things, make things better? What's your overall take on what you were able to experience at Pocono with this aerodynamic package that you had? Yeah, I'm personally kind of on the fence about it a little bit still. Um, obviously, last year I got to run the same package at, at Indianapolis um, and felt like, you know, there we had so much throttle on time, and I, I know guys have been talking about it. And I got to talk about it a little bit after the race. Yeah, we all had so out of gas compared to what we expected to be, and because of that, I felt like that's why you maybe didn't see as tight of groups of racing like you may have saw in the All-Star package, um, you know, with the cup cars and um, because of that, it, it really felt like a, a normal race at Pocono, just just slower. And with that, it was almost almost a little bit frustrating with, with the speeds being down, the way the cars kind of drove in traffic. I thought maybe you know with the package, with our normal package that we've been running the last two years in the Xfinity cars, especially this year with the flagship body, that we'd gotten some of the aero balances to where it put a lot more back in the team's hands and the driver's hands as far as being in traffic, you can navigate it. And uh, with that package, I found it really really tough. You know, throughout the field, the majority of the field, the drivers were talking about how hard it was to keep runs going because you'd get so aerotight behind people. And that is one of the most frustrating things you can experience in a race car. But 
Um, the good thing about it was it, it was the same for everybody. It'll be the same for everybody as we move forward to Michigan. And everybody has a, a lot a lot better notebook of, of what we have to do to figure out how to get over that stuff. Um, but there is promise to how how tight of racing it is when the restarts and um, you know it kind of brings cars that aren't necessarily always in the mix. It brings them into the mix for a couple laps at least, and uh, it, it gives some other guys a chance to shine. And you know, but the good thing about it, I feel like when it's all said and done, is uh, a lot of the, the good teams and, and the good cars usually can find their way to the front. Um, but it doesn't come with a little bit more, a little bit more of a, a little bit more trying times throughout the race. So. Uh, I'm curious to see how different it is for us at Michigan. Um, I don't know if that package was exactly what we needed in the Xfinity Series at Pocono, but I think Michigan could be a tale of a different story, and we're optimistic to see what it gives. You know, it's interesting you say that because the folks I've spoken with said that our experience with this package at Pocono is going to be different from what we're going to get this next coming weekend in Michigan. Why is that? Why do you feel that we're going to have a different experience on Saturday in the LTI Printing 250? You know, I'll be 100% honest with you and, and be the first one to say that, you know, I, I, I was, like I said, I was caught off guard with, with how much we were out of the gas when we unloaded at Pocono. Um, given the fact that when we were at Indianapolis, for the majority of the field unloaded and ran wide open for a while, and that's why the race was so, so tight packed. Um, so with, you know, Pocono turn three being probably the closest thing that we could stimulate to Indianapolis, we were on the gas a good bit in that corner, but where we thought we'd be in the gas more was, turn one and, and through you know really through the tunnel but it really turned one i thought be easy wide open because of the fact that oh, the banking holds you and everything that goes into making that corner what it is and it just wasn't like that so as we moved to michigan um now it's kind of a in between turn one and a mix of turn three kind of real sweeping but you know you still got some decent bank to hold you and it's just going to be different um but a lot of things that we learned to make our cars get through turn one at pocono i think it's going to apply and um, at least you have two similar ends of the racetrack where you're not trying to navigate the tricky triangle like we were this week, and hopefully we can hone in on what we need a little bit quicker. Live coverage of the LTI Printing 250 right here on Motor Racing Network, airtime 1 p.m. Eastern, Saturday afternoon. Daniel, appreciate the time. Congrats on the great run at Pocono over the weekend, and all the best in, uh, in trying to overcome everyone and everything to take a drive in the Gatorade Victory Lane Saturday there in the old Irish Hills. Yeah, it's about time I'm ready to. So we'll see if we can give it a whirl this weekend. And I appreciate you guys having me on again. Thank you, Daniel. It's always a pleasure. Still to come here on NASCAR Live. we got This Week in NASCAR History. And later we'll hear from Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, and others with this week's preview of the Firekeepers Casino 400 at Michigan International Speedway. This tax season, AutoZone has everything your car needs. And now those parts and supplies come with more savings when you sign up for the AutoZone Rewards Program. You'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend 20 bucks or more five times in one year. One more way to get more done. Protect your engine from wear while protecting your wallet with great deals on oil change supplies from AutoZone. Visit any of our 5,000 locations nationwide and let's get you what you need. Learn more about AutoZone Rewards at AutoZone.com rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Welcome back to Sports View. Today's topic, game changers. Makes me think of Progressive's Home Quote Explorer. Finally, a simple, efficient way to quote home insurance. Let's go to Colin, who will now try to say something. Okay, first of all, are you kidding? Never in my life. Okay, when you see stuff like this, look, I'm not the only one who thinks this, although everybody says I am. Well said, Colin. Well said. Get right to the point with Home Quote Explorer. It's a game changer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. This is NASCAR Live. 
Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're in the stretch run here on this week's NASCAR Live. In a moment, we'll preview the Firekeepers Casino 400 at Michigan coming up this weekend. But before we do that, let's open up the history books for this week in NASCAR history. This week, we start in 1988. Van Halen has the number one song with Black and Blue. At the box office, Tom Hanks' Big premiered. To see that movie, your ticket price would have been around $3.50, by the way. And NASCAR was racing at Dover. Bill Elliott nearly lapped the entire field to win the Budweiser 500. White flag waving from Harold Kinder for Bill Elliott as the course for Thunderbird shuffles back off into turn number one for the last time. It'll be only the second win ever here at Dover for Bill Elliott. He won this race back in 1985, and he's well on his way to a win here in 1988 in the Budweiser 500. Bill Elliott takes it over into turn number three. He goes down to the apron of the racetrack and goes underneath Benny Parsons. He's coming out of turn four, and he sees about 40,000 hats waving at him as he comes down to the line, and Elliott will win the Budweiser 500 here at Dover Downs. Move forward to 1994. Collective Soul is number one with Shine. In Major League Baseball, A's outfielder Ricky Henderson continued his record of bases stolen, and he jacked the number up to 1,100. And again, NASCAR was at the Monster Mile. Rusty Wallace held off Ernie Irvin to win the Bud 500. Getting ready to come down for the white flag. Rusty Wallace takes it, heads off into turn number one for the final time. Let's follow him around to the interval now between first and second, three car lanes. Rusty Wallace down on the inside line, smoothly this time up off the turn. He'll close in on the Dale Earnhardt car, go wide to get by that machine, still with several car lanes over Ernie Irvin. Prior to this afternoon, Rusty's team had two consecutive top fives. This afternoon, they will survive and win here at the Monster Mile. Rusty Wallace takes his third win of the year. And we end this week in 2005. Green Day is number one with Holiday. On the internet, a new website called YouTube is gaining momentum as millions start to download videos. And again, NASCAR was at Dover. This time, it was the Biff. Greg Biffle taking checkers in the MBNA Race Points 400. Here he is off turn number four, hits the start-finish line. They put the white flag on him. Let's pick him up in turns one and two as he heads around and will go to victory lane very shortly. Here's Greg Biffle in turns one and two for the final time. Rockets up onto the back straightaway, not being pressured from behind, not closing in on any traffic. Greg Biffle, a dominating performance. We'll see the checkered flag off turn four. Greg Biffle to take Ford to victory lane here at Dover International Speedway for the 20th time. And those are just some of the events of this week in NASCAR history. This weekend, we turn our focus to Michigan International Speedway for a preview. Here's our Susie Armstrong. Thank you, Mike. The Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series teams head to the Great Lakes State this week for the Firekeepers Casino 400 at Michigan International Speedway. On a hot streak, 2010 Michigan winner Kevin Harvick treks to the Irish Hills with strong potential to continue coveting cup victories. Michigan has been a, a good racetrack. We've run well there. I just haven't haven't won enough enough uh, races you know compared to how we feel like we've run so it's a it's a really fast high-speed racetrack that that um, you know you have to keep the car turning uh, you have to be able to, to manage the car to carry the speed and, and, and run through the center of the corner so it'll be it'll be an interesting weekend yet to score his first win on the two-mile oval Michigan native Brad Kozlowski longs to take his signature American flag victory lap before the hometown crowd. A driver's home track where his family and friends are all present just feels like a bigger event. And Michigan, for me, being my home track, feels like a bigger event than 
other weeks and, and you want to make those people proud when you have the opportunity. So when you do have just even, you know, the smallest sliver of success, it just feels magnified. It feels bigger. Raised in nearby Byron, Eric Jones also hopes to be the first Michigan-born cup driver to grace Victory Lane. Spending a week up there with some family and, and friends, so um, it's going to be good. It'll be a nice week off, and, and getting to Michigan's always good. I like Michigan a lot, and that track's really fun. We ran well there, uh, so we need a good week, and, and hopefully we can have it at Michigan. With one top five and three top tens at MIS, Austin Dillon plans to exploit the well-worn sweeping turns. Well, I think MIS is definitely getting um, more worn out. Um, the temperature when we get there hopefully it'll be warmed up and uh, you'll see some good racing and uh, you know big track a lot of different options like you said and then uh, different strategies really play into that race also the green flies over the firekeepers casino 400 sunday afternoon at michigan international speedway just after 2 p.m eastern live coverage on the motor racing network begins at one for this week's nascar live race preview i'm Susie armstrong Thank you, Susie. That is all the time we have for, for this week. Our thanks to Kyle Larson for stopping by. Also, Daniel Hemrick, Ryan Blaney, and, of course, Mark Martin. For the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. We will talk to you right here next week. Until then, enjoy Michigan, and so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida and was brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Rich Colbert. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. 5-Hour Energy. Energy for hunkering down.